Ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of Pastors of Pain. Ah, yeah. We are here whoop, 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 in whoop. mighty and wonderful Stillwater, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's 10th largest city, <laughs> America's friendliest college town, Whoa. America's brightest orange, the home of Oklahoma State University. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church. I'm joined by... Mi compadre. By or with? I'm joined by. I'm joined Both by. by. And with. Joined in the name? life of grace. What is your name? My, my name is Father Kerry Wakulich. Yay. Hey, I have a, I, I want to, I'm pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center, Stillwater, Oklahoma. I wanna, so you get it? So when he's, I'm a pastor and he's a pastor and this is the pastors of pain. Did uh-huh. you see that? Booyah. See what we did there? Okay. I want to, I want to show you something real quick. I was nanoseconds away. I have my, uh, I forgot my coffee cup again in the studio. And so I had to go get a bowl to drink coffee out of. Last time it was a paper bowl. Yeah. So I got a plastic bowl now. A little bit of a disaster. Okay. So I, uh, I'm looking through the cabinet for something to sweeten it up because the coffee here is eh. So some sugar. Shh, don't tell anyone. Don't so, tell anyone at the radio station. So I open a cabinet. Carrie doesn't like their coffee. Open the cabinet and there's a box full of the little brown sugar packets that's like the natural oh, stuff. Yeah. And so I grab one. I'm like, I'm so stoked. And I've got it like this. Uh-huh. And then I go to put it in my coffee and I turn it over and it says, Olive Garden grated Romano cheese. Well, that does look like a... <laughs> it looks like a brown sugar packet. I wasn't looking close enough. That would enough. have been awesome. And I was getting ready to open and I turned it over and I was like, why does it say Olive Garden on the front of the sugar packet? Maybe they got Olive Garden sugar, like those mm. little sweet mints they give you when you go out. I've been Olive Garden in years. And then it says grated Romano cheese. That would have been good in your coffee. Uh-huh. Well. I would have probably thrown it You know, for Lent, I actually gave up putting cheese in my coffee. Uh, the, I made him spit. Yay. That's awesome. Why would you, you say that as I'm taking a drink? That was awesome. Okay, I got uh, So a, a blessed Lent to all of you. Um, oh, something funny uh, happened the other day. Uh, so we were, so we're building uh, here in Stillwater. We're building a rectory, uh, which is uh, the Catholic term for a the home of priests. Ooh, priest casa. So we're building a uh, this home, and we're building it on the on the campus of Saint Francis Xavier. But it's not the Saint Francis Xavier rectory. Yeah, it's for the priests of of Stillwater. And so I'm going to live there, and Father Kerry's going to live there, and then if we get priests down the road and seminarians, they're going to live there too. Visiting priests, missions. So Father Kerry and I have been talking about like like a name. We want like a name for it, um, and we and we like to name things, especially after saints. So we've talked about a couple different names, and we and we haven't decided. We haven't quite decided. Oh, should we give them a, like a no, no? Because I, I don't think we've decided. We haven't really decided yet. We have. We're going to arm. Father Kerry and I are going to arm wrestle. Um, which maybe we'll do like live on YouTube or something. Okay. Um, live would, on Facebook, Facebook would live. watch that? Arm yeah. wrestling to decide who on, on Good Friday. gets to name the rectory. Uh, so I, I, I forget where it happened. But anyway, somebody suggested that it be called um, the House of Pain. <laughs> P-A-Y-N-E. See, get it? Get it? Anyway, I said, there was a church one time called the House of Pain. And there's also a... Uh, Isn't there a workout place? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, here in Stillwater, there's a it's like a workout place called the House, House of Pain, P A Y N E, Pain County. Uh huh. Anyway, I just thought that was <laughs> okay. Well, it was really funny. Okay, so uh, it's Lent. We hope your Lent is going well. 
if your Lent is not going well, here's, here's I think, uh, uh, something that happens to a lot of people each year, and that is you come into Lent with big plans. You come into Lent yep. and you say, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And then, like, it's Ash Wednesday, and then Thursday, and then by Friday, like, it's all falling apart. <laughs> and, then, and then we give up. We give up at that point. And we say, well, I've already... I said I was going to give this up or I said I was going to pray every right. day and now and I, there was a day when I didn't, you know. And then we just give up, right? Pick pick it up, pick it back up. Yeah. Get back on it. So what we we did ma- uh we made these uh we did it last year and then we did it again this year called the Feed Your Fast cards. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so we give them out every You did that again this year? Yeah, every oh, Sunday. Good. Okay. And uh we we took all your information off there because last year, remember last year it was one yeah. It was one Catholic thing. It got thing. awkward. Yeah. And because you're- We moved during the middle of Lent. Yeah. And so yeah. then, so we, we made these feed your fast and they had like little lines from Jose Maria Escrivala on them. I love him. Yeah. He's, oh, he's like, he was Twitter famous before Twitter famous like, like he's- Jose Maria Escrivala, he once said, oh, you think the mass is long? That's because your love is short. Oh. <laughs> my other favorite line of his, I tell people this in confession a lot, where he says, do not say this person annoys me. Say instead, <laughs> this person sanctifies me. Wow. I just love him. He... Priest crush. <laughs> Priest crush. <laughs> St. Jose Maria Escriva. Yeah. He's, anyway. a, he's a good saint. Ooh, love maybe him. we should name our rectory after that. And then we'll have like, we'll have little quotes all Escriva? over the place. Escriva. Escriva. Casa de Escriva. Nah, and then we'll uh, we'll have like little quotes from quotes all over all rooms. Over? Well, maybe we'll oh. just do that anyway, and then name it San Cadre de We can have one Tulsa. of the rooms. We can have one of the rooms named after him. Oh, like Father Sean Don does up in uh, yeah, Pawhuska. Pawhuska. Uh, yeah. All right, we got We got We'll work on that. That's that's still down the road. Anywho, so we're doing those little cards. Feed your fast, so people can like. This is what I'm doing this week, and I got I got a list of stuff, and this is how I'm going to pray. This is the time I'm going to give Exodus Exodus 40 or Exodus what 26, wherever we are in the great season. coming down. Yeah, yeah, it's we're counting down. So just start, and you know when people like they you know they kind of fall off their Lenten fast, and they're like, well, I only gave up chocolate for Lent. Okay, well, let's pick something new. Yeah. Why don't you do something difficult? Why don't you do something and then make no but, small plans? But don't be a Pelagian. Remember, Pelagius is like, well, mm-hmm. if I do all of this stuff, I'm going to grow in holiness. No, you're making room for grace. Yes. You're making room for grace. You're pulling stuff out of the garden, the <laughs> weeds and the junk and stuff like that, so that the Lord can occupy that fertile soil <laughs> with, with grace. And then things can start to grow in a life of virtue. So so just take advice. Like, you know, somebody annoys you, you start sh- praying for their salvation. Every time you see them and they it's walk in. It's hard to in. be mad at someone that you pray for. <laughs> it really is. Well, remember when we talked about Paul Meeky and his companions? When they're being crucified? You made you may mention that. Remind it. me. Uh, when he's on the cross being crucified, he's telling the emperor to get baptized oh, because yes. the Christian life is the best. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, you said there was one generation after Francis Xavier. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I may mention that a couple of weeks ago. Now, I love it. Wow. Okay, so uh, what's on the what's on the what well? The, so it's like? so it's Lent, and and you know the the season of Lent um, is a season of the church would say of of prayer, 
intensified prayer. Go on. Fasting. Oh, I love fasting. Intensified fasting and almsgiving. Yep. Being generous mm. with time, time and treasure. Yeah, because I have so much money, I just like, I just give it away. You just, have money. Priests have money. Yeah, we should, in Denver, we would, uh, when we were driving to and from the seminary, we'd go by all these homeless people. Yeah. And uh, we always had packages of stuff that Ooh, we would give out. So, you, nice. so like, you buy things, and then you give them out to people. Yeah. And uh, as along like the way, that. or you see, you, you tell somebody, hey, um, would you like to, I'll, I'll go in and buy you lunch. Oh, that would be great. Or you give away your time, which... Uh, when we were at the SEEK conference in Indianapolis this year, some of the college students at OSU, some of the college students, what did they do? They went around and sat down with the homeless and just talked to them. Yeah. And what they were like, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee? And the guy was like, no. And what was interesting, uh, they brought back this, they told me this, Father, we, we met this guy and he hadn't heard his own name said to him in almost a year. Wow. Because he lives on the streets yeah. and no one knows his name. Mm-hmm. So they asked him his name and he just perked up. So you can give away your time by having like an intentional conversation. Always with giving. Yeah. 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 It's, Beautiful. A, it's a way. You may, you may not have money, but you got that. That's wonderful. <coughs> yeah. Um, so so in, this se- in this season of Lent, um, we're coming up on uh, kind of the, mid, the midway point. Um, each of us, each of our parishes here in Stillwater are both having uh, a parish mission. Yeah. We're actually doing it right around the same time. On the same day. So yeah. at St. Francis Xavier, um, the weekend of March 31st and then into that week of April 1st, uh, we are hosting uh, a priest named Father Godfrey Mullen, who? who is a Benedictine monk from St. Meinrad Arch Abbey in southern Indiana, which also happens to be where I went to the seminary. So I know Father Godfrey, well, I've known him for about 15 years now, and I consider him a, a great friend and a spiritual mentor. He is the rector of the diocese, uh, the cathedral in the Diocese of Evansville, St. Benedict Cathedral in Evansville, Indiana. Nice. And he's coming to Stillwater. Yes. So he's coming on that Friday. He's going to do a staff retreat, a little, yeah. little renewal for our staff. And then he's going to be preaching the weekend masses, Saturday and Sunday. And then he's going to be giving two talks— well, I guess three talks. One will be the homily during the, on Sunday Masses. And then on Sunday evening at 7, that's March 31st, and on Monday, April the 1st, also again at 7 p.m., Parish Mission on the Call to Holiness. So I encourage everybody in Stillwater, Catholic and non-Catholic, everybody is welcome. We would love to see you there. Well, there'll be the talks at, in the evening and then a little hospitality uh, afterwards. Yeah, Father Michael Pratt, who gave the one at uh, St. Francis Xavier last year, is yep. going to come and do ours. Ooh. And he's going to be talking on virtue and vice. Ooh. Those preliminary steps I love that. to rooting things out. So, so for all you college students, that awesome stuff can grow. Focus, get in there, and uh, yeah, come yeah. listen to Father Pratt. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So those are those are good. That's a good Lenten practice, That the, the, the idea of a parish mission. Maybe you're having one if you're listening from somewhere else. Um, but I just I want to talk about prayer. I want to talk about prayer. Can I talk about prayer? Well, go for it. And I just want to recommend to everyone out there, uh, there's a lot of, of course, different ways to pray. Um, I don't know that there really is a better way to pray than spending time with Jesus in the Eucharist at adoration. Retweet. Mm. Um, I heard yeah. a priest uh, say one time, that when you go to adoration, 
It's like spiritual radiation. So you're just just being there and just allowing the Lord to penetrate your your soul. Whoa. Just that physical presence of just being there um, will benefit you for eternity. Wow. Would you say spiritual Spiritual radiation, radiation? Like the sun. We think, yes, yes. Like you go out in the sun, you don't really see it. You don't see like, ooh, there, and there's the sun entering my skin. Yeah. Like it, it, but it happens, right? And your skin becomes warm and brown. Ooh. And, you get um, vitamin D. You like get vitamin D. You get vitamin divinity when you, oh, oh booyah, give me some. Oh. Oh, that was awesome. We should make t-shirts. So we got the sun, the S-U-N, who gives you vitamin D through radiated light. Uh, and then you have the sun, S-O-N, who gives you vitamin D. We, we just made this up. We just we, made this up. I, yeah, on the spot. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Okay, so uh, wh- like, tell, so, me, anyway, tell so me your history of Eucharistic well, adoration. So, so I think, so uh, here in Stillwater, we have, you have adoration all the time. We have adoration, We uh, previously we had had it. We, um, for, for a 48-hour period at the beginning of the month, kind of an intense t- time of prayer at the beginning of the month. But during Lent, we are doing it every Wednesday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Every Wednesday. Hot diggity dog. And so what we have is people have been very generous with signing up um, to cover hours uh, to come and to spend time with the Lord. And it's just made such a big difference. It's made a difference in our in our parish. And... What we're discussing now is, is that something that goes beyond right. Lent? Um, like every I, Wednesday throughout the like year. Like every Wednesday throughout the year. And then what I would like us to get to eventually in our forthcoming strategic plan, kind of our mission and vision for, for Stillwater for the next 10 years, um, is 24-hour Eucharistic adoration. Can we do that as a parish? And I think I think we can, but there's a lot, of, there's a lot that needs to go into it. People, I think, need to be convinced— that it's good for them. Convince it's good for them and others. And others, it's yeah, for, yeah. It, it, The so grace is if, poured. If, if somebody said, well, why, like, why would I do, like, take an right. hour every okay. week? What's the, what's the benefit? What, well, would, you, what would you say? Uh, okay, a couple of things. One, um, just that you, this is uh, oh, kind of me talking and mo- opening my mouth and thinking all at the same time. Everyone get ready. This is Father Kerry talking. Go. And, now. <laughs> yeah. So, one, Jesus is there, body, blood, soul, and divinity present in the Eucharist. Why wouldn't you want to hang out with him? He also yeah, says, what else are you doing? on Holy Thursday, can you not spend one hour with me? So, Fulton Sheen's got a whole thing on Eucharistic adoration of just spending one hour with the Lord. Can you not spend an hour with me? So, that. Uh, well, we just made that. What are you, what, what are you receiving? You're receiving his divine presence. Like, like John Vianney, he asked this guy one time, he said, what do you do when you go to Eucharistic Adoration Ooh. in the 1800s? And he said, I look at Jesus and Jesus looks at me. Wow. Okay, that, so that, that's going on. Also, there's a transfer of, of divine life that's going on. He's giving us his grace there in the presence because he is present there. Uh, why else? Well, you can you can bring your intentions to Jesus, just like all the people in the entire scriptures who would bring things to Jesus. They'd bring their sickness and their suffering. Yes. They would bring their friends and lower them down to the roof. You can rip open the roof of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church and bring your friends there and put them in front of Jesus. 
So those are some things right there. Uh, he can heal you if you if you need healing. All of us need it. Yeah. And you sit in front of the Lord and you say, Lord, start healing this. There was a story when I lived in Denver of a of a dude who uh, who was supposed to have heart surgery, and uh, Father, oh my gosh, Pat, not Father. Pat Lencioni, Father, um, not a priest. Uh, what's his name? Lonnie or something like that. Leone, Pat Le- no, Leone, Father Leone, Monsignor Leone was a priest in Denver and told us a story that one of his parishioners was supposed to have heart surgery and he was sitting in front of Jesus. He would go to Eucharistic Adoration every day and he asked Jesus <laughs> to start fixing his heart. And so they cracked his chest open, started working on his heart, and they said there's nothing wrong with his heart. Oh. And so the reason why That's Father. Convenient. Uh, Leone knows the story is because the surgeon showed up at his church and said, tell me what's going on here. And he's like, well, tell me what to happen. Miraculous healing. A miraculous healing. So we have, actually, we're going on our Belgian pilgrimage this year. We're going to Eucharistic miracles throughout Belgium. There's two of them, two of them and two Marian apparitions. So I think those are some really good reasons why you should spend time with Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, and can you spend an hour with him? And if you can't spend, a, you know, a full hour, maybe you just pit stop in and take a half hour. You, sure. you, it can be like a husband. Half. You can bring your children with it. Uh, in the uh, diocese of Wichita, who currently has like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating when I say 50 seminarians, right? I'm not exaggerating. They have a thousand seminarians. <laughs> <laughs> they have about 50 seminarians, yep. and they they've ordained. 10 priests every couple of years. Like the, 10 last year, 10 this year. Yeah, so that's 20 priests, and they don't I even have jealous. room for these guys. Like, they don't have, their parishes are full. And I asked some people why y'all have so many, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, I was like, what is it? And every one of them said, we have Eucharistic Adoration in our parishes. Yep. Eucharistic Adoration in our parishes. And that, yep. that they pray for the salvation of people's souls yep. and they pray for the need for priests. When I was a uh, a boy, uh, when I was in high school in my parish in Houston, shout out to Saints Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, Friends of Jesus Catholic Church in Kingwood, Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, we started 24-hour adoration. And I remember at that time, the associate pastor came to youth group. So I was, I don't know, I think okay. I was maybe a sophomore in high school. And he said, hey, we're starting this, and I'm expecting you all to take some hours. And we were like, "Uh, excuse me, Father, we're in high school, and we're really busy. Um, I have student council and basketball practice. I can't possibly take an hour. Anyway, he was like not hearing our excuses. And so as a high schooler, I took a holy hour um, in the middle of the night. And it changed my life. What time did you do it? it I was uh, 1 to 2 a.m. on Tuesdays. It changed my life. And I, th- I think was a, was a launching point. That and my confirmation, which also took place sophomore year, were these launching points for what, had, what then became um, a vocation to the priesthood. Yeah, mine um, was a, a, at, uh, in Albany, New York. There was a Franciscan Perpetual Adoration Chapel in a shopping mall. And that's where I used to go yep. uh, and hang out with Jesus. And he really worked on my heart there. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of heart surgery. Yep. A lot of brain surgery, too. <laughs> He's like, how, Keep wait, working, Lord. How, how did Keep a Crayola going. get in here? <laughs> Keep, Keep working, Lord. Yes, oh. for all of us. Oh, okay. 
I wasn't. <laughs> I was more talking about me. So oh, okay. here's here's I think is one of the if we talk about sort of obstacles to adoration, I think a lot of people just think like I I I can't I can't take a holy hour, I can't sign up for a holy hour, one because I'm too busy. Okay, like, and I get that, but there are people busier than you who are doing holy hours. Yeah. Um, two is I don't know what to do when I get there. I'm going to get distracted and bored. Okay. Um, and you probably are going to get distracted. Okay, big deal. That doesn't mean you don't pray. Yeah, Peter fell asleep, right? <laughs> we get distracted while we're driving. That doesn't mean we don't drive, right? Yeah. You, you still do it. Um. I think people say, well, I'll, I'll let everybody, I'll let somebody else do that. Well, I know, at least at St. Francis Xavier, we're a, we're a parish of, right, right now, not about 900 families. For us to pull this off, if we want to have 24-hour Eucharistic adoration, it's going to be... We need everybody, uh, because we're not that big. I mean, it's my parish in Houston, 6,000 families. What? 6,000 families. And they do they do pretty good. I mean, they they have twenty four hour adoration and have for many many years, and they are able to cover the hours right. But that's you know seven times more people than us. Right. If we're going to pull this off, we're going to need a total team effort. We're going to need teenagers. We're going to need college students want to jump in, uh, but the college students aren't here all the time. Right. You know, we're going to need young adults. We're going to need moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, single people. Elves, staff, the priests. Um, we're going to need a whole team effort. I bet you if you get some Keebler elves, off. you'll get a lot more people showing up. Yeah, but you're not supposed to eat. You can't eat during. No, just get some Keebler elves and they'll start making some cookies outside. People will just be showing up. I would love that. Yeah, it, the, so this is Eucharistic adoration. It's the Eucharist, they call it the source and summit of the Christian life. It is the August sacrament, it is the life mm. of the church. It's why we. Why we um, what we need as food for the journey. Yeah, who doesn't want to spend time with Jesus? Okay, so Eucharistic, or who doesn't need to spend time with Eucharistic Jesus? adoration? Important. Well, and, and so I love when 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 adoration is done. Uh, so when, when we say adoration, uh, what we mean is to to adore, to go, and to sit in His presence and to adore. So some people sit, some people stand, some people kneel, some yeah. people lie flat on the ground, prostrate. Um, in, in front of in front of the Lord, but one of the things that we do when when the, when the Eucharist is exposed, um, we use what is called a monstrance, oh. which is a how would you describe it? It's it, a large liturgical uh, piece of metal with a stand holder, almost like a giant trophy it's for the Jesus. Holder of Jesus, yeah. But it's meant to be kind of ornate and beautiful. Yeah, and some are very simple. In Spanish, but, it gives it. It's a good example. It's called a custodio. Oh, like the custodian, yeah, like yeah. the custodian takes care yeah. of Jesus and holds. Well, and monstrance comes from monstrar, to, which is to show. Oh, In yeah, Spanish, yeah, that's monstrar, right. to show. And so it's the way that we show Jesus. And so when, when adoration takes place, we have what's called exposition, where the Eucharist is exposed. So people can come in and see him. If you go to any Catholic church anywhere in the world, any time of day, Jesus is there. He's pr- truly present. The in red the, light's on. In the, in the tabernacle. But Eucharistic adoration is a is a special form of that where where the Eucharist is exposed, and so the Eucharist is put onto the altar for all to see, and then typically a a hymn is sung. So there's two two great like Eucharistic hymns. The first one is called the O Salutaris. <gasps> Ooh, 
Um, and I so I'm going to read, I just want to read the, the two verses in, in English yes. of the O Solitaris. So here's, here's kind of the opening hymn, sometimes when there's exposition. It's written, called, by, oh, written by who? Who wrote these? Uh, and how old are they? Thomas Aquinas, yeah. Yeah, they're written by Thomas yeah. Aquinas. So they're like over a thousand years <laughs> so old. So he died, yeah, 1274. Okay, so it's called O Saving Victim. O saving victim, opening wide, the gate of heaven to us below. Oh, nice. Our foes press on from every side. Your aid supply, your strength bestow. That's verse one. Verse two. To your great name be endless praise. Immortal Godhead, one in three. O grant us endless length of days when our true native land we see. O salutaris hostia. Love it. Okay, so then, so then, so then, uh, at the end, uh, we sing uh, a song called Tantum Ergo. Tantum Ergo. No, that's not Tantum the Ergo Sacramentum, which means come adore. Yeah. Come adore. Okay, so the here's the word. wondrous presence. Come adore oh. this wondrous presence. Uh-huh. Bow to Christ, the source of grace. Here is kept the ancient promise of God's earthly dwelling place. Sight is blind before God's glory. Faith alone may see his face. <sighs> to okay. the, is there another like To the uh, everlasting. Uh, and then the next verse is, Glory be to God the, the Father, genitori genitoque, praise to his co-equal son, okay. adoration to the Spirit, bond of love in Godhead one, blessed be God by all creation, joyously while ages run. Unbelievable. So <laughs> he, he two re- great Eucharistic hymns. Th- those are, I think those were written based on the Eucharistic miracle at Bolsena, which then comes mm. Corpus Christi. Uh, I think he was at Orvieto when the m- miracle occurred and yeah. there's something about yeah. all that in Bolsena. Okay. So we want to, especially in this Lenten season, to recommend the practice of adoration, spending time with Jesus. And somebody says, waste time with the Lord. Oh, yeah. Just Just go. Yeah, and don't worry about when when what you're going to do when you get there. I mean, if you want to bring bring a Bible or bring bring your journal or, but but you don't have to you don't have to load up a library <laughs> and, and and walk in. Just go and, and spend time and then see what happens. Um, when you go, I mean, similar I guess similar to when you're when you're going to spend time with with good friends, um, you don't necessarily go into it with a whole bunch of tasks. Okay, hello, friend. <laughs> And, and I brought all of these books that I'm going to read in front of you. Our Sunday like, visitor opened it up and put it. Yeah. <laughs> you just go. You, you spend time with your friend because your friend is worth spending time with. Right. And you see what happens. You, you, you go out to dinner or you spend time over coffee and you see what's going on in their life. And so to ask Jesus, Jesus, tell me about you. Mm. And then to let Jesus tell you about him and about yourself and about yourself. It's just, it, it will change your life. I love when people, people who do a holy hour, uh, I know I've heard like, uh, Adam, Adam Minahan, who's a friend of mine in, in Tulsa who runs the Catholic St. Michael Catholic radio in Tulsa. And he, I've heard him say he does a holy hour at his parish, St. Benedict's in Broken Arrow. He says that it is the, the best hour of his week, the wow. best hour of his week. And so if we if we if somebody could tell you, hey, uh, do you want to spend? Do you want to have like the best hour of your week? You would say, yeah. Where do where do I sign up? Eucharistic adoration. You sign up by coming to spend time with Just the Lord. 
and then just stop in. Yep. Yep. Stop so in even on your way to, in your way into mass, on your way out of mass, stop, spend time with him. So in this in this Lenten season where we're where we're trying to grow in holiness, where our goal is to pray more, to fast more, and to give more alms, to be more generous. What better way to pray than to spend time with him who created you and who loves you? Yeah, sit down. There's time, talent, and treasure. You sit down with your with the time that you may not have, and you say, I am going to give time to the good God. Yep. And I'm going to do this right here. And then from that, yeah. And you're not too busy. The sun then gives you a little vitamin D. That was, that's really good. There's yeah. some, there's something there. We gotta. It's the red dirt on the Riviera that's giving me <laughs> such such awesome <laughs> wisdom. We gotta we gotta work on that. Yeah, because when you don't when you don't get vitamin D, like you get tired. Yeah. You. You, you get depressed. You get all. Because uh, the, what do they call that? What's that like cloudy syndrome that people seasonal melancholy sad, sad seasonal affective di- allergy disorder or something like that oh. and clement weather disorder. No. Vitamin so D. Get some of the Lord. The S-U-N gives you vitamin D. The S-O-N gives you vitamin divinity. divinity. Ooh. Ooh. yeah! I can't believe we just made that up. <laughs> we need a copyright lawyer. Stat. <laughs> well, that's another installment and another we're, 30 minutes of your life. We're, we're gone. Grateful you listen, whether on the radio or on the podcast or uh, SoundCloud. Uh, keep listening. Keep spreading the word. Come to Stillwater and visit us. We hope you're having a great Lent, and may God bless you. God bless you.